For over 40 years, Ermi has been an industry leader in educating and informing insurance and risk management professionals. This podcast explores current subjects in the insurance industry. Find out more about our podcast at ermi.com. Hi, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Joel Applebaum, Chief Content Officer for Ermi. In this podcast, you will learn about some of the many occupational risks and hazards agriculture can present and the importance of workers' compensation coverage in protecting the farmer's well-being and their family livelihood. I'm so pleased today to have here as our podcast guest, Blake Eshide, Secura's Supervisor of Risk Management, and Neil Waite, Secura's Director of Farm and Agribusiness Underwriting. Welcome, Blake and Neil. Thanks for being here with us today. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. Awesome. Well, let's get right into it. Blake, Neil, we at Army first want to thank you very much and Secura for being a gold sponsor at the 2021 Army AgriCon. You know, we appreciate our, our many years of a partnership and sponsor and your sponsorship. And, you know, together last year, we had a record breaking attendance at the Agribusiness and Insurance Conference. And quite frankly, you know, we cannot put together an educational experience like that without the industry support. So we we thank you. Um, we appreciate your partnership with us. And really, it takes people like yourselves, industry professionals, to make sure our educational content is thought provoking and relevant. And you guys have given us a lot of input on that. And I'm excited today to talk a little bit about saving lives and livelihoods and, you know, definitely your guys take on it from the front lines. So uh, I think our podcast audience will really enjoy this. So uh, let's let's get started. We're happy to be a part of Army Success. Awesome. Great organization uh, and happy to be a sponsor. Thank you. Appreciate that, guys. OK, so. This is kind of a, a, a little bit of a, a bummer, Bert, here, but, you know, a worker died every 99 minutes from uh, a work-related injury in 2019. You know, and, and I think we know that farming is one of the top 10 deadliest industries as well. So, and can you walk us through the farm and talk with us about some of the risks and exposures out there that make farming one of those top 10 most dangerous occupation? And perhaps also discuss or give examples of claims that happen in a farm setting um, that they could and how they could benefit by having workers' compensation coverage. Yeah, absolutely, Joel. So any farm, whether it's a small hobby farm, a typical grain farm, swine, dairy or poultry, all present inherent serious exposures, uh, some of which we can help control and some that we can't. <clears throat> A farmer is always at the mercy of the weather when it comes to the planting and harvesting seasons. They hope it stays dry enough so they can get in the fields planted on time. When it rains, they have, they have to be rushed to get things done in between the good weather gaps. And that's typically when shortcuts can happen, and that's when injuries happen. The same is true during harvest. Injuries can be as minor as strains and sprains from improper lifting techniques, animal handling injuries, minor cuts, or it can be as serious as a loss of an appendage from an auger or a PTO, equipment rollovers or fires, 
falls from heights or even suffocation from falling into a grain bin. Uh, typically what we see from a risk management standpoint when we're on property of a farm is that they're already aware of these exposures, but oftentimes they put the yields and profits in front of working safely. And our job in risk management is to simply re-educate them and keep that awareness at the forefront of them and their employees, uh, you know, as they enter the fields every year. Yeah, it can be hard to predict, as Blake mentioned, you know, the types of injuries that can happen. You pretty much can see all types of injuries across the board on a farm. Uh, you know, from a benefit uh, that workers' compensation coverage provides is an unlimited benefit for, for medical uh, expenses, as well as some wage replacement for both temporary disability as well as permanent disability that results from those injuries. You simply can't get that kind of coverage uh, through any other real good means of farm property or, or casualty insurance. Great. Uh, and Blake, you mentioned PTO it causing an injury, but I'm not sure all our listeners will know what PTO means. So I'm not, I'm, PTO is an acronym, and I'll be honest with you, I'm not exactly sure what it stands for, but it's a part of the tractor that you would hook up to that would run an auger or run a uh, manure pit um, uh, mixer. Uh, it's basically a spinning component that could easily catch a piece of clothing and get you caught up into it. Ah, okay. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, it stands for power takeoff, uh, PTO. And, uh, yeah, they can spin very fast. Oftentimes you see guards removed, uh, from these PTOs for any variety of reasons. Uh, and, and lots of significant injuries happen every year from unguarded PTO shafts. Great. Thanks. You know, I, I think that, you know, we know that farm workers that are very high risk for fatal and non-fatal injuries, um, I guess, what are the exposures if the worker is injured and there's no workers' compensation in place? You know, what, what, why do they need it? Yeah, so the primary benefit of the work comp policy is the no-fault component of that policy. So many farm liability policies will either exclude or restrict, like, the no-fault part of that coverage to employees for a maximum of maybe $10,000. Uh, for a major injury, that, that limit could be exhausted in a matter of minutes. Uh, there could be some coverage for employer's liability, but that would be limited to the limits on the policy, and the employer would need to be found negligent for that injury that happened in order for any recovery to be made. Uh, when the work cop policy is enforced, that no-fault component of that uh, doesn't doesn't hold up any benefits for any length of time. The fault is, is irrelevant, uh, and there's no limit for medical benefits. Uh, wage benefits are available there for both temporary and permanent disability. So you could take a potentially life-altering injury and, and make it much less life-altering by having those benefits available. Great. Um, it, you know, it, it just it, – it, it sounds like – you know, you, you would need that or you would want that. And it, um, but I know not every state, you know, has uh, workers comp as a requirement. So tell me just, you know, some people think work comp should only be for the big operations. Right. Is, is that true or is this, you know, for all size operation? What's, what's your take on that? Yeah, from my perspective, I think anytime uh, anyone has an employee, it's important that they have a workers' compensation uh, program in place uh, for for the benefit of their employees. Uh, you know, and like 
Blake talked about earlier, the number of types of injuries, whether they're minor or major, uh, you can really, uh, someone's life could be a, altered in a hurry. You take, for example, a minor knee injury that uh, maybe a meniscus tear that's going to require a surgery, your limited amount of medical benefits that you'd have available under a typical policy is not going to cover that injury. It's not going to cover the medical bills that are associated with that type of injury for your employee. They're going to be out of pocket. Their health insurance is going to have a significant deductible likely. There's no wage loss benefit that's associated with that. So they could be out of work for two weeks for a minor injury. You don't have light duty work available for them. Uh, they're going to be significantly out of pocket for that injury. And and on top of paying those medical bills, they're not going to have their normal income coming in to pay for those either. Yeah, and to Neil's point, a lot of times what we see when we're on uh, smaller farms that maybe don't necessarily have the capital to do some of those uh, typical and basic repairs around the farm, uh, farmers and their, you know, one or two employees, they can turn into quick do-it-yourselfer type folks where, uh, you know, they might have to simply rewire an outlet, for example, and they tell they tell their employee to go fix it and it seems like an easy task at the time, but maybe the employee has zero electrical experience and ends up getting getting shocked from a basic outlet or, you know, climbing up to the top of a grain bin and rewiring an electrical panel or whatever the case is just because they don't have the, the outlet to hire a trained professional to come on site to do those sort of things. They, they want to save that money and do it themselves, and that's oftentimes when injuries happen. Um, yeah, I so small farm, big farm doesn't matter. And I, I think we know at least, you know, I'm from Ermi's side on the statistics is that about 40 percent of the injuries are happening to workers who are actually in agriculture, 65 or older. So when you say, you know, just a, a simple knee injury or, you know, soft tissue injury could be pretty expensive and take a while to recover from and work comp would cover you in that. You, have, you feel really good about that, let alone the, the much more dangerous um, exposures like grain bin entry or <laughs> working around grain bins. As we know, those have deadly consequences as well. So uh, I think, you know, really all good points, really all good points. Yeah, and, most, uh, it, just, oh, sorry. Oh, go ahead. No. Yeah, so most of the uh, most states have a, a risk pool for for even uh, small farm, small operations that wouldn't necessarily find a market in you know with a standard insurance carrier. A lot of a lot of standard carriers don't necessarily want to write the very small work comp policies, but they are available through multiple uh, outlets uh, in in your state uh, through the state assigned risk pool, depending on what state you might be in. Great. Well, that's some good good advice too. If you know, if you're having trouble finding it, there are pools for that as well. And and one of the, sometimes you know the farmers are lucky enough to maybe hire a construction worker and and not ask their workers to be you know jack of all all trades. And and we know a lot of construction actually does happen on farms. So one of the things I'd like our listeners to hear about from you is, uh, you know, explaining to you know. Our listeners, a lot of them are agents and underwriters. Why is it important to obtain proof of coverage for workers' compensation insurance for contractors that are doing work on the farm premise? Yeah, work comp is really interesting from that perspective in that uh, the 
the system is set up to protect workers uh, across the board. So if there is a workers' compensation policy in place, there's likely to be coverage found. Uh, many states have a uh, a rule that if a employee of an uninsured contractor is injured well on the property of, in this case, a farm who hired them, and that farm does have a workers' compensation coverage uh, policy in place, the injured worker of the contractor can actually receive benefits from the farm's workers' compensation policy. So you may not, you may think that's not fair, uh, but that's, that is how it works. That's why it's important that uh, anyone that work, steps onto your property to do any work that you're paying to do that work, that you get that certificate of work comp insurance. Many carriers now do include uninsured contractors in their audit procedure so that you will be charged the premium for the work that those contractors do while they are on site, because essentially you become their work comp carrier while they're there if they don't have their own policy. Yeah, so I guess it's it's important that they can prove they have coverage elsewhere so they don't get picked up uh, on your policy. Yeah, that small job that Blake talked about, the electrical job, can cost you a lot more and an increased uh experience mod, uh, as well as, uh, you know, that, that additional premium that you're going to have to pay because of what comes through on your audit. So uh, the quoted amount they, they uh, are charging for the electrical work could be really expensive for you in a hurry if an injury were to occur there. Yeah. Uh, thanks for helping us understand that issue because I think that can be a bit tricky. So I, I guess it's your thought that every farmer, every farm should have a work comp policy, even though work comp is not required in every state? Absolutely. Yeah, I think that uh, that's the right thing to do for, for your employees. It really provides them the best protection uh, for any injury that might happen while you are employing them. Right. Thanks. I think that's uh, important. And and it's my understanding, you know, from from Ermi's perspective, even if you're a small farm, you can cover, you know, the owners, you can cover, you know, if you're executives, you, you can figure out how to get the right coverage. You should work with your underwriter and your agent to make sure you have that, as well as potentially anybody you might have come on your farm to do a little bit of seasonal work or other type of work, maybe picking or uh something like that. Is that, is that your, your take on that too? Just yeah, that's an excellent point. Uh, you, if you have the limited coverage I talked about earlier with uh, farm employers, liability, medical payments, those types of coverages, uh, you're named insured. And typically that means you're the owner of the farm and their family are ineligible for that coverage. So that that's the workers' compensation policy solves that issue as well. They can cover for themselves. Uh, you think about a, a farmer who might be in his 50s, uh, is solely responsible or largely responsible for all the labor done on the farm. If he were to be electrocuted, as Blake mentions, uh, from, you know, from trying to do some electrical work on their own, there would be no coverage for them under their farm policy at all. And yet the workers' compensation policy is available to provide them for uh, their lost wages, their lost earnings, as well as all their medical treatment associated with that injury. Yeah, that's one of those things. Insurance, um, what, you know, sounds expensive at, at, at first, but when you need it, it really comes in very handy. And, you know, that's it bringing us full circle. This isn't just for 
big farms, it's for little farms too, because you want to be able to get that coverage for somebody who's a critical part of your team, maybe your family. So I think these have been, uh, this has been some great insight. Our listeners love free resources. Uh, <laughs> we put out a podcast about uh, grain bin safety week uh, uh, recently and, and how you can you know get resources to make uh, grain bin entry uh, safer. But where can farmers go to get information and training to prevent common injuries on farms? And what would you say are Secure's top goals for a workers' compensation client? Uh, Blake, I'll let you take the first part there. Yeah, so Secura specifically, we have um, an internal database called the Risk Management Resources, and uh, it's it's full of you know a bunch of toolbox talks and safety bulletins, and uh, we have a video training library uh, database of upwards of 500 different uh, training videos across all different topics, all different industries and job functions, and uh, farm farm and ag um, specific and. Uh, insurance can log in and access those. They can stream them right through a computer, um, you know, and, and let their employees watch them. And that's that's part of the things that the risk management team pushes is is those resources that that they all have access to to get in. Again, like I said before, try to re-raise that awareness and you know bring it to the forefronts of their of their minds before they enter the fields every year. Yeah, from the perspective of our top goals for our work comp client, uh, you know, we're really trying to make sure that their employees receive the appropriate care to get them recovered and back to work as quickly as possible uh, from their work-related injury. We have a top-notch claims team that uh, really works closely with uh, the injured worker as well as the employer to to make sure that happens. They coordinate care. Uh, so there's a lot of communication happening with the end goal of trying to keep that employee engaged while they recover from their injury, get them back to work as quickly as possible and minimize the disruption to both the employer and the employee's lives. Great. Blake, Neil, we really want to thank you and Secure for your time today. Uh, I think uh, we've learned a lot. I think this is some really good insight about how to protect the people we work with, their lives, their livelihoods. And we appreciate you taking the time to spend with us and your support of our industry. Thanks so much for having us, Joel. Thanks, Joel. Hey, thanks for listening. Go to ermy.com for more information and be sure to subscribe there to Ermy Podcast for more talks like this and to be notified when a new episode is released.